how do you feel about getting back into the swing of things and networking professionally? I feel like when we say networking, it feels very like mechanical and stilted. And like I get images of going to a cocktail bar and wearing, you know, a really cute cocktail dress, which I don't own because I've gained weight over COVID and I have to use Rent the Runway now as I try to lose weight. Today, we're going to talk about how you can get back into the swing of things and effectively network. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. For better and worse, the pandemic has shifted how we work. For some families, working from home has now become the default, or at least an option that they can work with in their schedule. That's a blessing for sure. Some companies have shifted how they communicate, with in-person meetings being replaced with chats, emails, and video conferencing. However, there are benefits for in-person events, like conferences, or team strategy sessions for a big project, or simply to connect with coworkers. With in-person events opening back up, you may feel a bit rusty with essential skills such as networking. Whether you're an entrepreneur, remote worker, or back full-time in the office, it's vital to your career that you get back into the swing of things. That's why I'm thrilled to have Michelle Jackson on the show today. She's an author, content creator, and the founder of the Brand Building Lab, where she helps entrepreneurs dial in and design a profitable and authentic business that positively impacts their community. I've known her for probably over 10 years now, and I can tell you she has a real gift for connecting with people and networking. In this episode, we're going to get into why the old model of networking just doesn't work, where and how you can organically connect with people, and how to develop a strategy that's effective and fun. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. One of the things I love and respect about you is you have a great reputation in our original space, the FinCon space, the personal finance space for being someone who's just genuine, fun to be around with, but also an effective networker. I wanted to first jump into that because I feel like this is a skill that maybe uh, post-COVID we're a little rusty on. We're going back to in-person events and working with people again. For you, have you always been like, a natural networker or was that a skill that you've built upon? I won't actually change how we're referencing this, which is relationship building. So I feel like when we say networking, it feels very like mechanical and stilted. And and like I get images of going to a cocktail bar and wearing, you know, a really cute cocktail dress, which I don't own because I've gained weight over COVID and have to use Rent the Runway now as I try to lose weight, like just, I don't network. I build connections authentically and organically with people. I think that would be a better way to kind of frame what I do. And I've always been pretty good at connecting with people. But I do want to say, even though I am a natural extrovert, 
During COVID, I have definitely become very solidly an ambivert um, in the sense that I notice that there are times when I just get tired of people faster than before. Now, I will say I'm an extrovert, a lifelong extrovert, but I'm only child. And so I would be social and then it would be like fading away prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And COVID just made that tendency a lot more pronounced. But because of how I approach connecting with people and just connecting with people, I think that there's room to organically meet people where they're at, including yourself, when we are in these professional spaces. What I would say to anyone listening to our conversation as we get further into it is ask the question, how would you meet people if you could never go to a conference? I think it's just a completely different approach. Like, how would you meet people in the content creation space that you're currently in and never attend conferences. For context, I now alternate the years that I attend conferences. So any conferences that I attend in 2023, I will not attend in 2024. This has not harmed my Uh visibility in the space. I see people all the time. In fact, Today, as we record this episode prior to getting on the show, I was sharing how some mutual friends of ours in con space will be in town. I'm going to have, you know, cocktails and happy hour with them. So I think my first question would be, how are you meeting people if there's no conferences? Uh And for a lot of people, you've been doing that because of COVID, especially if you were observing protocols. For me, I have only so much capacity. And I do not want to go everywhere for conferences. Like I'm very like particular about the conferences that I attend. I want to enjoy the location. I want to be excited about it. I want to feel like the content makes sense for me to even be there because I've been in the content creation space for a long time. Like it has to make sense to get me on a plane from basically the middle of the country to fly around. The last conference that I attended, it took five hours to fly back because I live in Colorado. So Uh it was it was almost five hours. That's not including once I arrived at home, like at our airport and getting home. So for me, it has to really make sense to do these things, which is part of the reason why I emphasize connecting with people in other ways. It's so much better. It's so much less. And I'll just get off my (laughs) soapbox. No, I think you bring up a lot of good points. And One, we do have parents who are starting to build something on the side, either for a career pivot or for their specific financial goal, getting out of debt, saving up for a house or doing something else. Then your advice about connecting with people, not just networking, which I completely understand. A lot of people have like a bad taste in their mouths when they hear networking, but it is a necessary skill too if you have a nine to five because I don't think people realize how important it is when it comes to promotion. Even if you go job searching for another position, having your network there for you, letting you know about openings that might not be advertised yet are great opportunities to build up your career. I know we're going to be focusing a little more on entrepreneurs and freelancers, but a lot of this advice is really helpful for families that are looking to get ahead with their nine to five career. So I want to take another step back what you were saying about if you couldn't go to conferences, how would you network? Let's say someone, it's been three years. What are some ideas or starting points for someone who is trying to maybe a resource to find, like, I need to develop my relationships and networks within the community that I'm around? Again, I kind of think of it this differently. 
Right now, there is an epidemic of loneliness in the United States and across the world. And partly because of the impact of COVID, we've been shut off and cut off from one another for a long time. And the reason why I keep kind of pushing back on this idea of networking is it takes a community to do a thing, right? And you would be surprised at the most unexpected people who may be a resource for you or related to someone that they connect you that they could connect you with because it's just they like you and they're like, oh, well, my cousin so-and-so does this thing. I want to give a couple examples of how in regular everyday life this can happen. If you're a nine to five, if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. This is just making connections with people in an authentic Uh and organic way where they're sustained over time and they would actually want to share things with you. So simple things like what do you like to do for fun? What do you enjoy? There are different, and this is a very Colorado example, but there are so many different outdoor experience clubs, if you will. So if you like to ski, if you like to hike, if you like to work out, there's all these different communities that you can join for free here in my state and beyond. A good example of that is meetup.com, actually. I absolutely love meetup.com. It is a community of communities, basically, that came out of 9-11. They created meetup.com because people were like, we don't have a sense of community and we're feeling really apart from one another. And meetup.com was a great way for people to create all these different interest-focused meetups. And, And then it grew from there. I've attended meetups in the U.S., in Australia. They've They've just been amazing. What I like about them is they can be very, very, very niche. So you could have multiple interests. You could be interested in um, actually in an online marketing community for women here in Denver. But there are fintech meetups. So I go to the fintech one. There's podcasting meetups. I go to those. It's great because when they schedule an event, I see if it works with my schedule and then I go. I don't have to pay. It's just like a a great thing. Maybe I buy a drink Uh when I'm there. I don't have to dress up because here we don't really have to do that. It's just super low key. If we're going hiking, same thing. I just go and sign up and I go hiking. The other thing I would say is, you know, again, talking about interests, especially from like a professional standpoint where you're really trying to grow and expand in your, your area of expertise or your field that you're working in. Anytime you can do a professional development program, Say yes. In my last year of working at a university, I was actually, was it the last year or the year before? It was in the last two years out there. There was a program on my campus that was a professional development program. And we were in a cohort for a year. We got to go to conferences as a part of that cohort. And mine was in Bozeman, Montana. It was phenomenal. It was just a really amazing way to meet people who were aligned with what I was doing. They were my colleagues across campus. And it was just cool. What I would say is you could also look into that at your organization. There are fellowships you could apply for. You don't, just because you work for people doesn't mean that you have to put all your cards into them. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't need to put all your eggs in one basket. You could apply these kind of communities where they could support what you're trying to do and expand mm-hmm. your learning. And then they become a community that you're part of 
throughout the year. I apply for fellowships. And a lot of times with fellowships, you're part of a cohort. I, I just feel like there's more than one way to meet people. And I feel like that's the part that people are missing. It's just like there's this whole thing now where people are trying to date, right? They're always trying to date, but this is like mm-hmm. a new thing that came up. And they're like, wait, I don't have to use an app. I can just go to Home Depot. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Or you could be a part of a pickleball pickleball league or cornhole if you're in the Midwest or here, like cornhole. Or maybe you like snowboarding. I feel like yeah. meeting people doesn't have to be work. And a lot of times in these conversations, that's how people approach it. And so it's painful. I would say the other thing is this. If you're a part of a community as a creative like we are, there are a lot of different online meetups that they're hosting in state meetups. If people are coming to your state, connect with them. But there's a big caveat with that. These are people that you've been in touch with for a while. You you know, people are crazy. So you have to have discernment. If Mm -hmm. a person seems like a weirdo, they probably are. But if you've been in touch with someone for a while and you're like, this is a person that I can transition from online to offline, you have to do that thoughtfully. You're meeting in a place with lots of other people. Maybe there's other people with you. I've made some really amazing friendships transitioning from online to offline. But I do have some very strict ways to do that because I don't have time for crazy people. I just would say there's a billion and one ways to meet people and expand your network. And most of them do not involve wearing a cocktail dress. I love to dress up or whatever, but it is cold today, right? Mm -hmm. At the time we're recording this, it's freezing cold. I'm not going to wear a dress to meet people because I'll freeze. I totally get that. Yeah, you're negative seven, so don't yeah. do that. She's like, yeah. but um, I I do appreciate you saying that because I think we have kind of gotten out of, we have to get out of that mindset where here are my professional interests. Therefore, when I meet people, it's going to be in this very strict setting that you can mm-hmm. expand it, that it can be more organic. What are your interests? There's a benefit just in so many ways. You learn and grow from each other on that. We can meet people outside of conferences. But let's talk about conferences because that's still a big part. I know like in our space to meet potential partners, again, learning about what's going on in the community, great way to learn new things, trends that are going. How do you do it without one, being exhausted? And two, how do you choose the conferences? You said you're not going to be going every year to the same conferences. You're being very thoughtful and discerning. And a lot of in my community are parents with kids. And quite frankly, it's like, if I travel, I want to make the most out of it. I too want to enjoy it. How do you do it? I'm just curious about your thought process. So I am at the point in my online content creation career, if you will, where there are certain things I'm really looking at. Does this event make sense for me at the point that I'm in with what I'm doing? Like, have I heard that the content will have be at a level that that I will learn something if I go there. Will the attendees be great to to me? They're all the attendees of every uh-huh. conference are almost always like amazing. But for me to get on a plane and to fly across the country or whatever, it takes a lot of energy. And so it just there's just certain things I have to make sure I check before I say yes. Is it affordable? I am not trying to pay thousands of dollars to go to conferences. <laughs> My goal is to make money when I attend a conference and to always be in the black. 
So any financial investment that I make when I attend, mm-hmm. I have to recoup that money within that week or within a month of attending. Whether that is like a business partnership or something that has to happen. I just don't go to go. Go and it has to make sense. Is the audience aligned with the audience that I want to be in front of? Is there someone speaking that I'm like, wow, this is a really good opportunity to get in front of this, like to see this person and hear what they have to share. Do I like the community? Do I like and resonate with the community? I typically like most of the communities, but sometimes it's just like it's not quite the right fit. And so that's something to kind of be aware of as well. Are there opportunities to highlight and share your expertise? And that could be as a speaker, that could be if you decide to host something unofficially outside of the window of the event. So there's a lot of different things that I kind of look at. One event that I'm attending this year, it will be the last time I go because I've been attending this event for a really long time. I see the people all the time. It's like family. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's another thing to consider, which is like the life cycle of the event. I have done side hustles at conferences. And it's interesting because they're some of the best side hustles, by the way. But it's interesting because you'll meet people who are like, yeah, I've been going for 15 years. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, you don't need to go for 15 years. Like, this could be maybe. At that point, they should give you a free ticket. (laughs) You're like the mascot. Oh, my God. So for me, I don't want to be doing anything for 15 years in a row. We're good. I want to also say that in 2024, I've decided not to attend any conferences, partly because when I experimented with alternating years, it was just like, phenomenal. And also it didn't really impact my business at all. Like I had the capacity to implement what I was learning at these events and then also to deepen the relationships that I was making with the people that I met. I think that that's something that we don't talk enough about, which is going to conferences is great, but there's a lot of information that we're taking in. And I feel like most people don't give themselves enough time to actually implement what they're learning. I think some people are kind of addicted to going. And so to me, it's like, again, I have other places I can go without like all the the obligations that come up with attending a conference. I think the other thing too, to the second part of what you asked, which is how are you meeting people and connecting? You have to make these events small. And quite frankly, you're doing it right. You're still going to be tired. Because meeting people is tiring. Like this idea that you're not going to be tired, I think it's not realistic. You're traveling to a new state or place that the travel alone is tiring. You're talking with people, you know, throughout the day, even introverts who talk to just a few people, they're going to be tired. Even extroverts, like everyone thinks that extroverts don't get tired. They get tired. And there's a point where you're like, where'd the extrovert friend go? They're taking a nap, you know, or or they lost their voice. Yeah, or they lost their voice, which I have done. And so for me, what I tend to do at at large conferences, especially, I make it small. I go to coffee meetups. Like they always have these fun little things you can do. If If they're designed well, conferences typically will have all these smaller things that you can do, like a coffee meetup or run or go to happy hour with a really niche group within the group. I really focus on those things. This is the other reason why I'm so picky because a lot of people will arrive early to a conference. And by early, I don't mean the day that it starts, in a day Uh or two before it starts. So a lot of the events that I attend, 
I'm going one because I like the location. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to attend for a week because I want to experience the location. I want to build in time so that I can meet with people in a really like relaxed way without like being rushed because maybe they're going to be speaking and they're really well known. We have friends that people follow them because they have fans like that. And so if I know that about them, I'm building in the time to really network in a way that's really like relaxing. A good example of this is last year, I feel like it was last year. Was it 2021? I think it was. 2021, I was at an event in Austin and Austin's amazing, right? Eating tacos, hanging out. And we went to, I want to call it Barton Springs. I feel like that's, is it Barton's? Yes. No. Yes. It's this cool, massive pool. It's a massive natural pool in the middle of Austin. And we just hung out and swam and, you know, slid along the the like slimy bottom of the because the bottom is kind of slimy but it was just so what such a great day that's how you meet people you go swimming relax you explore that's what you do that's how you network and make really authentic connections that are yeah. pretty stress free because how relaxing is it to go swimming and floating around and just like relaxing and then go for tacos and drinks. Like that's what we did that day. And that was one of the highlights of the conference. And those people are a big reason why my revenue grew actually over time because they shared some insights into their business. So again, the the moral of the story, the lesson is have Mm -hmm. fun with people showing up. This segment is brought to you by Travel Freelink. I know we have some travel hacking families in our community who love using the rewards for family vacations. And there are many who want to join them. However, it can be tough to sort through all the offers. This is where Travel Freely can help. It simplifies your search and makes it easy to find the best offers and deals that fit your family and how they spend. So you are maximizing your rewards. If you want to learn more on how to travel hack your next epic family trip, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash travel freely. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from preparing this episode and speaking with Michelle. The first is focus on connection and conversations. Networking can be nerve wracking, especially if you're an introvert. That's why we need to shift our mindset on how we approach it. Take Michelle's advice and see it simply as connecting with someone else. This can open up new perspectives and new opportunities, which leads to our second takeaway, think outside the box and conferences. Look for more organic ways to meet up so that you can grow and strengthen your network. Michelle mentioned a resource of hers is the site Meetup. I've used it myself to connect with other online creators and podcasters. It's free to use. You can find what's going on locally. Or if you're going to be in town somewhere else, see if there is an event that you can join that fits with your interests. Lastly, be mindful with opportunities. There's always a temptation to do more, go to more conferences. But as we discussed, 
it can be more effective for you to cut back and be more thoughtful with which conferences and events you attend. Besides giving you the bandwidth to implement any new strategies or tactics that you picked up for the conference or your meetups, it also gives you the opportunity to connect deeper with those that you have met at those events. Sometimes less is more. Investing in yourself and in your career is a wise move, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. If you want to get started with your financial journey, please consider joining our community. Besides getting updates on the podcast, I also share resources on simplifying your home, money, and life to make it easier. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. Special thanks to Michelle for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more about building your professional connections or develop your side hustle into a sustainable business, please check out Michelle's Brand Building Lab. As always, I'll include links to the resources we've mentioned today, including Michelle's site, over at simplifyandenjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, we're going to continue this conversation of finding balance between parenthood and your career. My buddy and marriage, kids, and money creator, Andy Hill, is on the show to share how he shifted his career so he has more time with his family and how you can start making plans for your own career shift. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in your questions and ideas for the podcast and sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. Don't forget, in a few weeks, we're going to be doing our listener mailbag. So if you haven't already, make sure you send that in. I have on the site a form that you can fill out. Or if you prefer, just tag me on social media at Simplify and Enjoy and send that in. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.